With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the BBM Global Network with 25 years in broadcast audio and video production. Our passionate team creates content and marketing for the world of Internet talk radio. If you've got a passion, come join us at BBMGlobalNetwork.com. The BBM Global Network. Your voice is now heard. Welcome to Courage to Overcome with your host, Cheryl Jennings. Each week, Cheryl will feature and discuss the many challenges of those living with disabilities, along with the various issues that are faced by their families that are caring for them. So now, please welcome the host of Courage to Overcome, Cheryl Jennings. Good evening. This is Cheryl Jennings with BBM Global Network, and our program is Courage to Overcome. And if you've been following our program for a while, you've noticed that we've been trying to focus on the kind of courage that it takes to be a caregiver if it's for special needs or if it's for parents, for wounded warriors, for people with disabilities, people that have a terminal illness. And many times the reason for caretaking will come up suddenly. And one moment you may be working, you may be a CEO of a company, but the next moment you find out that you've got an illness in the family and somebody's gonna need to take care of them and that somebody becomes you. One thing we all seem to have in common, I've noticed is that we have parents. And most of the time, our parents are living longer than they used to, and many of the parents are going to need a lot of caregiving. And we've noticed that in the last few or couple of decades, how parents are living long enough that they may become disoriented with Alzheimer's, dementia. In fact, it's even happening to younger people. I've heard of some below 50 that are even getting these problems. And it suddenly changes the the direction of the lives of everyone that's in that family. And so tonight, I want to focus a little bit on what happens when you have someone in your family that suddenly needs to be taken care of. I have a mother who is 96 years old, and we all take turns going in. I have three siblings. We live in different parts of the country, and we try to go in and try to help with my mom. And uh, we are facing different kinds of challenges challenges all the time and not sure how long she'll be able to stay in her home. I've had a father who had a stroke and was in a coma for seven weeks because he had a surgery that went wrong. And he was an invalid for 15 years. And I watched how my mother carefully took care of him and was trying to maintain his dignity by keeping him at home. My grandfather was an invalid for 16 years because of a surgery where 
they put him back together wrong and it could not be corrected. I have a son with cerebral palsy who has always needed to be cared for. So I'm familiar with caretaking. I understand a lot of the battles and challenges that families are facing today because we've all been facing those for a long time. But the thing that's different is that now we've got the internet, we've got global radio, we've got internet. We can get on there and we can find people who can help us and support us, give us courage and help us to understand how we can provide hope for each other. And that's what I wanna focus on tonight. And we're gonna open the call line. If you would like to pitch in and call sometime, the number is 855 8561380 and i want to hear a little bit about what you have faced in your home and maybe if you could just tell us one or two things that you learned in the process of caring for someone that you loved that made a difference or would help someone else and help them to have courage and give them hope that they too can do whatever it takes to take care of their family members caring for them does not always mean that you are able to sustain them in your own home, but that's one of the options that many of us need to do because of finances or because of their age or because we are able to do those things. And sometimes we're doing it even when we're not really able and we're searching for home health or for some kind of help that would be available to come in that's either paid for by us or by the government, somebody that could open the door to give us a, a way to keep our parents at home longer. Uh, tonight, we're going to have some people that are calling in. I've had several that have reached out to me and have uh, told me their story a little bit and have indicated that they'd be willing to share it. So I would like to start tonight by introducing some people that we will be talking to. And I know one of the ladies that's going to talk to us will be talking about Alzheimer's. I met a man today on another virtual program with public speakers, and he said he would like to talk to me about his grandmother, and I, I really don't know all of the ins and outs of that. I have another person who's told me that she took care of her mother. Another one took care of her husband. So you see, it doesn't matter who it is that you're caring for. We all have something that we can share, and we need to learn how to help those that are coming behind us. I have often told people that whatever you deal with, you're learning something that someone else who's coming along will need to know. So I wanna know what is that secret or what is that key that you've learned in how to deal with the situation? What do you wish you'd done differently? Or what do you see that you did that made the situation easier? And I'm looking forward to hearing from all of those that wanna call in tonight to give you an opportunity to be able to express something and tell us a little bit about your situation. If it was so difficult that you couldn't manage it, that's okay. We need to know what kind of options did you find were available for your family. You see, there are lots of symptoms that are out there to indicate that it becomes the time that we have to step in, take care of our parents because of safety reasons. It may be the driving has to stop. You need to take the keys away. And sometimes it's against their will. 
Sometimes it's because they're no longer able to take care of their own medications. They don't know when to take them or they get them confused. Or maybe you've noticed it in your family that when your mom starts talking about something, she can't remember any of the details. And so what we want to know is how did you learn how to take care of that situation in a way that you can share with others? Tell us what secrets that you have and let us do a little bit of investigative discovery tonight on our program. This is a different program from what we've been having, and I'm looking forward to hearing from each one that calls in tonight. And again, this is Cheryl Jennings. This program is Courage to Overcome, and our focus is definitely on the courage that we need to have. I hope that you'll be waiting and wanting to listen to every minute of this show and even tune in, get your friends to tune in and to be able to listen to what we learned tonight. All right, we're going to take a short commercial. We'll be right back in just a moment, and we'll begin with our first guest. For over 50 years, Evelyn Stapula has been a loving advocate for people with disabilities throughout the state of Pennsylvania. President and founder of Big Heart Bridges, her organization actively campaigns for legislation and support of civil liberties that meet the needs of disabled individuals with housing, transportation, and employment. Ms. Dupula has joined forces with a variety of esteemed organizations that advocate for the disabled. She serves on the board of the United Cerebral Palsy of Pittsburgh and the Governor's Cabinet and Advisory Committee for People with Disabilities, and she is a consultant for the Pennsylvania Governor's Conference for Women. Her many efforts have led to the implementation of a transportation program for the disabled with the Access Paratransit System of Allegheny County. Evelyn Stapoulis strives daily to serve the interests of the disabled, to protect their freedoms, and enable them to live normal public lifestyles. To learn more, please call 412-491-2605 or email Evelyn at ers92645 at verizon.net. Attorney Renee Marie Smith is changing the way we sell real estate. She wrote a series of books called My Short Sale Guru Guides for all real estate practitioners. Whether you're a homeowner wanting to understand the process, an agent who has been handling short sales for years, or an industry analyst wanting to know how short sales impact your business, Renee uses her vast real estate experience to take a comprehensive look at the recent market phenomena while relaying it in an easy-to-understand format. Through her company, Smith Title Services, Renee has counseled thousands of short sale participants and processed in excess of a thousand short sales. Her knowledge is transformational for real estate professionals and laymen alike, and her live presentations provide people the opportunity to ask specific questions about their issues. Buy her books and schedule her to speak at your next event. Visit www.smithtitleservices.com or call 305-705-3428 or email her at renee at smithtitleservices.com. Isn't it time to sell your property today? Learn the My Short Sale Guru way. Thank you for coming back. This is Cheryl Jennings with Courage to Overcome. And tonight we're going to open up the call line so that we can talk to you and find out a little bit about how did these people who call in find the courage to take care of a situation of caring for someone that they loved. And I think on the phone we have Wanda. And Wanda, would you say hello? Hello. Hi. All right. Welcome to the program. I'm so glad that you're on here. And could you tell us just a little bit about what your situation was? Okay. Um, My husband uh, developed Alzheimer's. And um, he uh, started off by, you know, um, not remembering things and, and uh, 
getting confused and all, and uh, it progressed along and stuff to where um, he one night uh, he was we were sitting in the living room and he said, uh, "Oh, where's my wife?" And I said, "Well, I'm right here." Uh oh. And he says, "He says, uh, no, I mean my other wife." And said she's coming oh, in. So can you go get her? And uh, I said, sure, I'll go get her in a minute, and everything. And that was the last <laughs> of it, you know, for then. It was, uh, of course, he had never been married before, and neither had I, you know. So I knew that there was a problem. <laughs> and uh, how did you have the calmness to just reply to him and say, "Oh, I'll go get her." Well, it was one of the things that, uh, I don't know, it was just the first thing that came out. It was like, I know he doesn't have another wife. So, you know, it was the confidence in that. And also it was like, uh, okay, I need to go along with him to see what's going on, what's happening, you know. And all. That's great. So I, try, I tried, one of the things... I have found out was you try to be very patient. Uh, it takes oh. lots of patience. And uh, uh, one thing is don't raise your voice. If you raise your voice, they think you're scolding them and you're mad at them. And uh, he would, uh, you know, if if I answered him real quick or something and maybe I raised my voice and I didn't mean to or anything, well, uh, in answering you, because I would be doing something else, and uh, he would say, "Well, don't, don't get mad at me," <laughs> you know, and I would tell him, "No, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not mad at you," <laughs> you know, and um, a lot of the time it's hard to get their attention, for them to pay attention to you when you're trying to talk to them or get them to do something, and instead of raising your voice to get their attention. If you'll just walk over and touch them, then they know oh, that that's a good you, you, yeah, you're you're gentle with them, and they know that you're not mad, <laughs> and all, and they oh, okay. they look at you then, and when they look at you, then you've got their attention, and uh, um, another thing I noticed that uh, you know he would keep asking about wanting to go home. And he was talking about going home where we lived when we first married. And uh, because I would ask him where, and he would tell me the the city and state, you know, that, that's where I want to go home. And, uh, and so I, it, I finally decided after a certain amount of time, and he'd ask about his wife again and stuff, and I got to look at it, and I thought, you know, this is funny. He is looking at me, and he's remembering me from when we were younger. And I had strawberry blonde hair. Now it's gray. Oh. <laughs> uh-huh. So I didn't look Interesting. the same as his memory. <laughs> uh-huh. And so, so I found out that I, I thought, okay, what I need to do is when he talks to me and asks me questions and all, if I will think back to about the time he's 
kind of talks about um, then I can communicate with him a lot better because I understand that he's talking like 30 years ago, you know, and stuff. And that way then I can connect with what he's trying to talk to me about. And it makes it easier to communicate with him. But also it pays to have a real good sense of humor because a lot of the things that comes up that happens, if she can just laugh about it and go on, it's okay. It makes it okay. They relax because they know you're in a good mood and everything's okay. And they're not struggling, you know. And um, sometimes they get agitated. He would get kind of agitated, and I would think, what in the world is he agitated about, you know? And I would try to figure it out, try to check it out and everything. And uh, sometimes it was just because he didn't know to tell me he needed to go to the bathroom. It's something as simple as that. Or oh, that he needed uh-huh. a drink of water. Because, uh, you know, it was he didn't know. He just knew something was making him uh, irritated, you know. So I got to where I would ask him or try to have, get him there, you know, wherever he needed and whatever he needed to do. But it was something that they, uh, whenever they get agitated like that, it's something that's bothering them, and you just have to search it out and just try to figure out you know, what it is, you know. It's interesting you say that because that's one of the things that we notice about our son that can't tell us very much is that when he's agitated, there's something wrong and it takes us a while to figure out what it is, you know, and he has cerebral palsy, but he just can't talk to us about it. So that could be, that's a really helpful piece of advice. Yeah. Well, I know that it just, uh, you know, sometimes, like I say, they're just uncomfortable. Maybe their clothes are uncomfortable, you know, or just anything like that. Or maybe there's something that that you told them that you would do and you haven't done. And they don't remember much of anything, but every once in a while, they will, you know. And you never know when it's going to click in with them that you were going to do this and you didn't, you know. (laughs) So... It's uh, another thing, yeah, and another thing that uh, I have noticed, I noticed with him was that uh, um, he could be in the room by himself and he would see three men in there with him or walking across coming to see him and everything, and he would... um, uh, he would just laugh and talk whenever he thought they were in the room with him, and he would just talk to them and he'd laugh and have the best message you ever heard. <laughs> and I could walk in there and uh, he would say, uh, "Did you see those those men that, that was in here?" And I said, "No, I'm sorry, I missed them. I guess they left just before I came in." <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> You know, it's You're something that, that you just don't know. I say, well, I'm glad you had company and had a visitor. Yes, it was fun. <laughs> How did you know not to argue with him? Huh? And try to correct him. How did you know not to correct him? Well, uh, 
it's a thing that, uh, oh, I, I got from a doctor that they said, well, it better, it's better not to correct. <laughs> it, it's better okay. just to let it go. Oh, wow. Wanda, you have brought so many helpful hints. I've been taking notes as fast as I can. This is amazing. <laughs> I appreciate you calling in, and I will look forward to getting to talk to you again sometime. And thank you for joining our program okay. tonight. We're going to need to You're take welcome. a short break. This is... This is Courage to Overcome, and I am your host, Cheryl Jennings, and tonight we are open mic, so if you want to call in, then call 855-856-1380. We'll be right back. Do you battle with weight loss? There is a solution. Founder of Weight No More Consulting, Deborah Simons, can help you lose weight safely and effectively through weight loss surgery. I know. I had the surgery two years ago, and I am 135 pounds lighter and medication-free. This full-service weight loss center caters to your every need as you navigate to a healthy weight following surgery. Servicing all of Canada, Weight No More Consulting takes pride in its compassionate care and guides you through each step before and after surgery. Starting with informational meetings, Weight No More Consulting educates each potential client before they decide to have surgery on the health risks of obesity and the various weight loss surgeries available. After surgery, Weight No More Consulting provides a solid support system with ongoing meetings to ensure continued success. Deborah Simons and Weight No More Consulting are committed to promoting your health and wellness through maintaining a healthy weight for life. WikiWags brings harmony back into your home for male dogs and their owners. Inventor and entrepreneur Linda Jangula has created the disposable doggy diaper wraps made with the male dog in mind. The built-in wicking ability prevents rashing and other potential health issues for your dog. Each wrap comes in four sizes and has dual reattachable magic tabs for easy adjustments. And each size has a 7-inch logo strip for adjustability so they are comfortable and easy to use. No more fuss, just leave the mess to us. Whether you're in or out, your dog will be free to run about. Stop cleaning and start enjoying your home, and you can even leave your dog alone. To order your WikiWags, visit wikiwags.com, or to find out where to buy WikiWags in your town, visit mywikiwags.com and start enjoying having man's best friend around. Welcome back. This is Cheryl Jennings, your host with Courage to Overcome on BBM Global Network. I'm so glad you've joined us tonight. We are having a great time learning some tips on how to take care of people with Alzheimer's or illnesses. And we just heard some wonderful tips by someone who called in and shared with us a lot of really neat things. We have another guest on the show now that is has called in. And Esther, are you there? Yes, I am. Yay, yes, good. We're glad to have you. All right. Well, would you tell us just briefly a little bit about your situation, who you cared for? Yes. Um, it was my father. Um, they lived in northern Indiana, and my late husband and I lived in Alaska. And I'm an only child, so there was no one else to take care of my father. My mother was trying her best on the farm, and she had had my father into a couple of nursing homes and brought him home again and he was getting lost in the cornfield and she'd have to go up into the attic and look out to see which row he was in and then go find him and he actually was not diagnosed with Alzheimer's until after we moved them to Alaska 
he was diagnosed with Parkinson's, but we found out later that he probably had Alzheimer's along with that. So wow. we we bought a du- uh, a duplex in Alaska, and we cut. This was in the Fairbanks area, and we cut doors in between the living room so that uh, they could. My mother and dad could come and go into our unit where we could fix meals and things like that. However, we were both working, and so that presented presented a problem. Also, the cold weather at 60 below, we were afraid my father would get out and get lost. And so we had to put double locks on the inside of the house that were opened with a key. And uh, we, my late husband was able to find some sources to help us out. What we actually did was we moved their furniture up to their duplex from the farmhouse, and they were able to have something that was familiar to them in the house, the same pictures, the same furniture, the same bed, and that type of thing, and that really helped helped out a great deal. Oh, that's good. And we found... We found what was called a senior companion program, and that those people could uh, come in and they would sit with a person several times a week. We were able to find a part-time uh, caregiver that would, would come in. There were different places that we could go to. However, it was difficult to find. We just had to beat the bushes, and we did find, you know, people to come. Now, the fortunate part was that my mother was able to help my father. Um, So we weren't totally uh, dependent upon outside help. And that was, of course, wonderful. And they were both uh, in their late 80s when they came up to live with us. One thing, and I've heard the, uh, the other guests also mention this, and it is crucial, my father since he grew up on the farm and was living on his father and mother's farm, he would see cows out the window. And he would talk about, oh, my goodness, look at those cows out there. Now, my mother had a tendency to say, there's no cows out there. Get that out of your head. There's no cows out there. Now, what we would do, we would say, oh, and we would look out the window, like your former guest said, Oh, yes. Oh, we see the cow. Oh, that's a good herd out there. That's really, and he would be totally content with that. And so that is important not to agitate and just to go along with things. And uh, it just makes them so much more comfortable. Oh, so that's great. They, uh, um, my father was able to live with us for five years and my mother seven years. And then at the end of five years, he did briefly go into a a place that would uh, help him out with that had an Alzheimer's unit there, but he was able to live with us for five years. So it was it was a wonderful, wonderful time actually. That's great. And, I know you are glad he was able to be there. And what happened to your mother? My mother lived with us two more years after my father died, and uh, she she did quite quite well. Uh, she didn't have Alzheimer's. She was in pretty good health right up until she had uh, uh, congestive heart failure. And uh, so we, we had five and seven years together, five and two more years with my mother. So it actually was, was a, a wonderful time. 
Oh, that's good. That's good. Was it hard for you to make the decision to bring them all the way to Alaska? It seems like that would be a yes. big jump. It, it was. It was. And um, I would uh, give you a little humorous uh, uh example of something that happened on the plane that was my biggest nightmare was taking them on an airplane for that many <laughs> hours up to alaska going through chicago and going on up to um north pole actually is where we live north pole alaska and uh, on the plane my father wanted to get out of his seat belt and i had to work and work and work to keep him in the seat belt and i was in tears but at one point we, he saw all the stewards and stewardesses going up and down the aisle, and he looked at me and he said, well, is the meeting over? And I said, <laughs> yes, Dad, the meeting's over. And he said, well, then why doesn't everybody go home? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> so that gave it's me funny, a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You that found the humor, and you laugh. also went along with him. So those are two really good good ways yes. to handle that. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Those are, those are very important, I think, because they keep the person from being uh, agitated. Wow. That's amazing. Well, I tell you what, it, it, life presents challenges that you don't know what's going to happen. And in a way, it's great that we do not know what happens. You know, I've often thought about the verse where Jesus tells them, you know, give you one day at a time because we don't really need to know what the future holds or we'd say, I can't do it. I'm not up to it. And, you know, living by that principle of just one day at a time, it you found the way and the strength to be able to face a tough situation, to have both parents to be cared for. And especially with uh, your father wanting to leave home sometimes and going into below 60 degree weather, that's, that would be amazing. What, one tip I heard for Alzheimer's, if people start to wander, is to put a black mat at the door and what they see is a hole there so they won't go across it and that's just you know that kind of reminded me of that well esther appreciate you calling in tonight it was great to have you you gave us a lot of information that was interesting and fun too thank you for calling in and we will be right back in just a few minutes uh we have another break coming and right now you're listening to courage to overcome with cheryl jennings on bbm global network be right back. The earliest human societies worshipped a female goddess. Little is known about this time because we did not always have a written recorded history. It was around 3100 BC when the Sumerians invented the first written language and everything that preceded this time is prehistory. The prehistorical record includes all of women's unwritten history from 30,000 BC to the time that men began achieving political power around 3000 BC. Male feminist artist Kimberly Berg maintains a strong position in educating and inspiring both men and women through his devotional art to the goddess in all women. Studying their history is paramount to understanding who women were and who they would become later living in a patriarchal society. To learn more about this important time in our history, go to www.isisrising.net. 
Do you ever wonder why certain things are happening in your life? How to start a business or a new direction? Need answers? Astrologer Bonnie Perbula can help you reveal your true self and gain strength and focus so you can achieve greater joy and success. Working with a natal birth date, time, and location, Bonnie brings out qualities to aid you in getting the best from your life. She can help you unlock dormant traits to bring you greater awareness. Bonnie also conducts public speaking engagements to educate aspiring astrologers on their journey to the stars. A gifted artist, Bonnie bridges her talents and recently launched a line of Astro Bears, uniquely created in colors of individuals' astrology charts. She also makes one-of-a-kind necklaces of crystal beads and woven thread. To learn more about the world of Bonnie Prabula, go to BonnieGPrabula.com. And for astrology consulting, visit AstrologyConsultants.com or call or email her at 808-526-1536 or BonnieGP at AOL.com. Good evening. We're so glad that you came back to be with us. We've been spending this time tonight going over some of the tips that we can do that would help us in dealing with our parents, our grandparents, or those that have some kind of a special need. On our program, Courage to Overcome, we're trying to find courage, trying to find stories of courage that would provide hope for other people. And tonight I've had an open line. I'm letting people call and tell us a little bit about what they've learned in caring for someone that would help other people because whatever you go through in life prepares you to be open to helping other people if you just let it be that way. That's that's the positive spin on the problems that you go through is that you're now able to support someone else. And tonight we have another caller on the line, Fox Breyer, our buyer. Is that your That's name? Correct. B- Buyer is correct. B-E-Y? Yeah. Okay. Buyer. Welcome, Fox. And I'm going to let you just tell us a little of your story. Well, I, I guess my story, as per this program, is I have an 87 year old grandmother who is in great physical shape, and she um, lives on a farm, um, basically where my grand uh, grandfather um, was born. He passed about 10 years ago. And like I said, she's in great physical shape, but um, from a mental standpoint, she's deteriorating. So she has lost a little bit of her her, her short-term memory, and her property is expansive. Um, It's a farm, so it has to be kept up. The lawn has to be mowed. The orchard has to be mowed. The iron has to be picked up. Um, It has to be kept neat throughout the year. So that presents challenges, um, but luckily we she has a lot of family in the area. Um, my mother is one who loves to go over there and and manicure the orchard uh, pretty much every single week. And I guess my advice or what I've seen that works the most is oh. a sense of humor. Uh, it's a great thing yeah, when she does repeat herself, and she actually has a very good sense of humor. She'll tell me, Fox, if I repeat myself, just hold the number of fingers up, meaning the amount of times she has said that in that conversation. That helps. Um, also, what I found is writing things down. A couple of years ago, one of my brothers was married um, in Turks and Caicos, and we made a list. My sister made a list of all of her favorite events from the wedding and put it on her refrigerator so she's able to reflect on that almost all of the time. I guess 
what I'm saying is write it down and, and be able to laugh at each other and at yourself. That's great. That is great. Yes, writing down things is helpful, and that helps them stay at home longer until they get where they aren't able to follow the directions of what you've written down for them. But in finding humor, I love the fact that you said write down something that she thought was a favorite event to put down some of the highlights. That's wonderful. That helps that short-term memory a lot. I think it so does. how long she's, do you think she's, she's going to be able to stay at home? I don't know. You know, that's up to my my mother um, and, and, and her siblings and, and how and how they want to work that. She is in great physical shape. It's crazy. Um, you know, like I mentioned before, uh, just a couple of short years back, we were at my brother's wedding in Turks and Caicos, and we were in the ocean, and she's, a, she's an avid swimmer, a very adept swimmer. And we were both knocked down by a wave while walking into the beach, and she got up before I did and, and, and helped me up. It was, it, it was literally oh, wow. unbelievable. I mean, oh, we're wow. talking about someone who had double knee replacement going back eight years or so. Why do you think she's so strong? Does she, has she worked out, or being on the farm, has she worked a lot? I mean, I guess just because, you know, walking those hills me for all those years, but she's she is just, I mean, she's just always been like that. She's had, she had five kids, so she's constantly running around. She's 11 grandchildren. She's constantly on the move. But she never overdid anything. She never overate, overdrank, overexercised. So, you know, her, her she might be 87 in years. Maybe her body is, is early 70s. You know, maybe that's it. I don't know. You know, that made me think of my grandmother. She was able to live to be 101, and she loved to do wow. uh, crossword puzzles every day. And that was good for her brain. But she also uh, realized when she was tired and she took naps. And I think sometimes I don't know when to stop. <laughs> I keep going. So yeah. they may have something there. Well, yeah, is there any, anything else that you can think of that you could share with the people to know something that you know has really made a difference in her being able to be home? I think just people constantly stopping by. Um, I try to make an effort, you know, when, whenever I have time to, to swing by. I, I don't live far from her. Whenever you can, swing by even for, for 15 minutes um, or so. Because she's not, she's not feeling lonely. She knows that um, we need her and she needs us. Just, uh, you know, don't uh, hesitate. Don't waste it. Um, if you have an opportunity to go, go see her, do that, even if it's for 15 minutes. Oh, that's great. That's great. Sometimes people don't have a long time and they think, well, I can't go and stay. But just 15 minutes, if they know that it's not going to be long, would lift their spirits. That's great. That's right. Catch up a little bit. That's I mean, and, um, and and you can be on your way. Makes a big difference, I think. For me, it does. Well, that's for sure. I think it's wonderful, Fox, that you shared this with us tonight because we need to know these stories of how people have succeeded in helping their parents to live longer or stay longer on their own because too many people are ready to give up in life. And we really want to encourage people to be better in control of their lives, to be able to stay at home or be able to maintain their uh, independence as long as possible. 
yes, for sure, for sure. Well, I sure appreciate you coming on here tonight. We are going to need to take a short break again. And Fox, thank you very much for the insights that you've given us tonight. This is Cheryl Jennings, and you, you can find me on CourageToOvercome.com. And I would love to get some feedback from you. I started a club. It's called Courage to T-O Overcome.club. And it's for you, those of you who would like to be part of something where you can get some tips on how to help families that are caring for someone. And I would love for you to be part of that. You know, we don't always ask to join the club, but when we are caretakers, we're automatically in it. We will take a short break, be right back, and we'll visit just a little bit more tonight. Essential Nutrients LLC is the brainchild of entrepreneur Barbara Burns. Inspired by a desire to help others, Barbara worked with a team of scientists to develop unique nutritional liquid supplements with the goal to improve the quality of your life. Glucosamine, zinc, and calcium are essential to well-being, and this is the focus of Essential Nutrients LLC. Whether you're a professional athlete, weekend warrior, student, business owner, or homemaker, Essential Nutrients offers products for everyone, including the family pet. And they're easy to take, no pills. Health requires commitment, exercise, a good diet, proper supplementation, and action. So take action today and get your supply of essential liquid nutrients by visiting www.essential-liquids.com. Don't put off your health any longer. Take essential products today and start to measure the difference. Unleash the obstacles that bind you with certified professional coach Joanne Charette, a master practitioner in energy leadership. Joanne can help you break through personal and professional barriers and guide you to a higher level of empowerment and fulfillment. Passionate and dedicated, Joanne engages with her clients on a mutual journey. Her dynamic energy will motivate you to move forward as you partner on a venture to greater results. Isn't it time to make a breakthrough and commit to live the life you deserve? Invest in yourself and let Joanne Charette be the catalyst to the realization of your dreams by making them a reality. Based in Quebec, Canada, Joanne is also a space coach using social media and Skype to work with anyone, anywhere around the world. Contact Joanne Charette today at 819-360-3266 or email her at actionrealization at live.ca. 819-360-3266. Now is your time. I am so happy that you've joined us tonight. This has been such a fun show of listening to people give their stories of how they've cared for their families. If you'd like to call in, our number is 855-856-1380. And this is an international number that you can call in, and I would love to hear from you. Um, this last week, I was busy interviewing a lot of people and trying to find some things that would be very helpful and that I could share with you about ways that other people have dealt with the issues of caring for parents. And one of the men that I talked to was telling me that we need to remember to keep our families 
very involved in whatever decisions are being made. And he said, you know, get all of the kids there together, involve the parent, and make sure that it's a, a mandatory time that everyone comes together, and then ask the parents, can we be frank about this? And make sure they're in agreement with that. And then make sure that each one of the kids has a say-so, and whatever they decide at that time is something that everybody will stay in agreement on, that you won't go away from there and start asking questions or start feeling like you're going to start a rumble somewhere that you didn't like the decision and somebody went against you. And I thought that was a great way of doing it. But with all of the kids together, you need to ask the question, okay, who wants to take care of mom in their home? And if no one is able to care for them in the home, then they have to all agree that whatever the doctor decides, that they would agree with the doctor and stay with that. And only one or two, if there are a lot of siblings, only one or two of them would be the ones that would actually talk to staff. And the reason is that if you have a family, say, four or six different siblings, and everybody feels like they need to call in and talk about something that the parent needs or if the parent maybe isn't aware of everything and they start criticizing or saying people are stealing or they start fussing about things to one child or the other and then each one starts calling in and makes an accusation toward the staff that's at a nursing home, for instance, it can cause a lot of hard feelings and it may not be true. Some things need to be checked out to make sure that they're true. And I know that firsthand because I've heard my mother make some statements that we've actually had to check out to see if it really happened because uh, we have some things going on where she might make a statement and it's something that she actually must have dreamed or she has got this in her mind and it's something that she's made up and it didn't really happen and so we have to really be careful about staff that is caring for a parent to make sure that we don't let the, the parent think that if they can call one child complain and they're going to jump on the phone and gripe at the staff or another child call in the next day and start griping. And I thought that was a great piece of advice there. And another key thing, Thing was to get a social worker to get involved if there is a conflict that arises where someone might falsely accuse that parent of doing something that they don't even know that they've done. And a social worker would be a good one to be involved with anyway because they help you find resources and they help you solve some of the issues that come up. But when parents begin to have problems remembering things, they often think that somebody's stealing or they may even be taking their things into somebody else's room and then they wander around they take their belongings and then nobody knows where they are and some other patient may say well I didn't take those in there she did so you don't know what really happens at times so you've got to be real careful how you deal with everything make sure that every piece of clothing and all of the the items that you take to a facility are clearly marked who they belong to. And then for 
the family to be up front and not talk behind their back and somebody is more in the know than somebody else is. Make sure that the two people or one person that's supposed to talk to the staff is the only person that does it. And when the parent says something about the other one, that you go back and ask them to be the one that check up on, on what's going on. And if you have siblings that live far apart like we do, we have one in Texas, I'm in Oklahoma, one in Idaho, and one in Oregon. It's really nice if sometime the child, whoever is there, goes in to visit, if they have a phone with them, that they could do FaceTime so that they could keep in touch with the other kids and they can actually see for themselves what mom looks like or what dad looks like or how they're actually doing. You know, one of the things we need to be very careful about is how you treat your parents is how your children are going to care for you because they're watching and they're seeing what things that you do or what you say, and they're going to remember that. So, you know, you've got to be sure that that you really treat people with kindness, treat them like you want to be treated. And there are going to be a lot of hard things to talk about. And as long as the parent's able to be involved in it, then we need to involve them in the conversation. But I know when my mother-in-law passed away, she was living in a place where the day that she passed away, we actually had to go and clean out everything that very day to get her things out of there because the staff wanted to have that room available for someone else. So if that happens to you, just beware that things have to happen very fast when you have a parent that does not live in their own home and you have to deal with everything that's in that room or that or if they have more than one room deal with it and dispose of it that very day so that it gets cared for and nobody can say well somebody has stolen an item or anything could be wrong and then you know, it's something that we need to really watch out for when they get where they're forgetful about medication. They don't know if they're taking it. They don't know if it's right. Those are trigger signs that we need to really be paying attention to see if they're getting to the point where they may need some assisted care. And if you're like me, whenever you have some kind of a new issue that comes up, I get online and I start looking up caring for parents or, or looking up some answers for situations situations that I've not confronted before to just make sure that I have some answers or some suggestions of what we could do uh, in a certain situation. But, you know, if you have to talk to your parent and get them involved in some of the decisions that are being made, just be sure that when you confront them, you confront them in a way that you would be able to uh, go back and you know that you're treating them with kindness. Now, wh what we'll do is we will come back and kind of put a ribbon around what we've talked about tonight after this break. And I'm so glad that you've been here to talk to us tonight or talk with us about caring for our parents because it's something most of us will face in our lifetime. We'll take this break and we'll be right back. Hello, everybody. This is Coach Betty Louise, and I have a question for you. When is the last time you looked in the mirror and saw your amazing beauty and sexuality? 80% of women do not have a positive body image. 97% of women do not like something about their bodies, and over 10 million women have eating disorders. 
In addition, at least 40% of women are sexually repressed and one in seven marriages are sexless. I've just completed a book called Healing with Pleasure Medicine. What I will teach you is what gets in the way of your ability to see your beauty, sensuality, and sexuality. How to shift your perception to increase pleasure throughout your entire day. Okay, the place to find all of this information is CoachBettyLive.com. One more time, CoachBettyLive.com. Look forward to connecting. Hello, I'm Steve Fagan, and I'm president and CEO of Fagan Associates, but I'm also a life coach. I'm here to help you reach your dreams, goals, and objectives. As a life coach, it's my job to be your support, to be your teammate, to help you understand what is your dream, what is your life passion, and then together we work as that team to help you reach your specific goals. Life is worth living the best you can be. Working with a life coach, you're fulfilling those dreams and goals is your passion, and it's your way of living. Let me help you do that today. Let me help you really reach the best that you can be as a person and live the life you should be living. I'm Steve Fagan. I'm a life coach, and I'm here for you. Contact Steve Fagan at FaganAndAssociatesInc.com or call 1-800-239-2701. And I'll be glad to help you move forward to live the life of success. Reach your dreams, your goals, your objectives. We can do it together. Welcome back to Courage to Overcome, and I'm your host, Cheryl Jennings, and tonight we've been looking at how do we care for our parents. You know, at some time in our lives, there's going to be what they call a role reversal, where our parents become the ones that have to be cared for, and we will become the parent. And that is a very difficult thing to think about, because as our parents get older, they don't always think of themselves as not being able to care for themselves at all. They will argue with you that they are truly in able to drive a car when they can't and they will end up making a lot of mistakes if they keep driving past that point but they also don't see you even if you're getting older they don't don't see you as an older person. They still see you as a child. So sometimes these reversals become a really big challenge for us. And it remains a big challenge for the rest of the time that you have them. Because you've now got to make decisions for them that are about their care, about their future, about what happens to them. And you don't always want to make those decisions, but it's necessary that you take on that role. And it happens to people sometimes when they take on that role of being the parent that the that the real parent gets very angry, gets where they're quiet, they won't talk, they get upset, they get mad, they will argue or they'll do something that makes it harder and you feel guilty for some of the things that are happening because you would like for it to be smooth when it's not. And so one of the suggestions I could give to you is that you need to connect with other people who have gone through some of the similar situations that we've described. And a good way to do that is going right to my site, Courage to Overcome. Dot com and let us help you find people who are going through some of the similar situations with you. I've started a club called Courage TO Overcome club. And if you are in a situation where you're a caregiver, you belong to that club. You just didn't know it yet. It's not a club you asked to join, but it's a club that 
that will provide some services to help people network with you and help you get answers to some of the questions that you feel like you just don't know what to do when a, a new situation arises with your parents. And we'll try to help match you up with someone who can answer some of those questions. You know, but caregiving can also drain the person that is doing the caregiving of a parent and or if it's a parent caregiving to another parent, it drains that person. So the caretakers have got to be able to know their own boundaries, to watch out for them for themselves so that their health stays better. And I made a big mistake with this because I never knew when to stop. And I became very ill at different times while I was a caregiver. And my doctor said, be sure you talk about taking care of yourself as a caregiver. You know, when you're on an airplane and they start off, they say, you know, if we drop in altitude, those oxygen masks are going to drop out of the ceiling. And when they do, put it on yourself first and then on your child. Put it on the caregiver before you give it on the person cared for. In other words, make sure you are taken care of and that your health is maintained, that you have proper time to rest, even if you have to hire someone to stay in your place sometimes to prevent you from becoming worn out and build up the resentment and frustrations of having to do all of the things yourself. You know, we often need somebody else just to step in and help us, and we need people that can help us make some of those important decisions. Look for people who are social workers and find those resources that would help you to be a wonderful caregiver to your parents. We are going to be looking into the problem of cerebral palsy next week, and I want to invite you to come back to BBM Global Network. And I'm your host, Cheryl Jennings. Our program is Courage to Overcome, and I want to invite you to be part of this next week, 9 o'clock Eastern, 8 o'clock Central, and be part of that program. If you have a child with cerebral palsy, I would love to hear from you. Please give us a call next week at 855-856-1380. I'm your host, and I'll say good night for tonight, and I will see you next week. Thank you for joining us. You've been listening to Courage to Overcome with your host, Cheryl Jennings. Be it Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, or autism, listen each week for an informative look into the lives of those challenged by these and other disabilities today on the next episode of Cheryl Jennings' Courage to Overcome. You've been listening to the BBM Global Network. The ideas, views, and opinions of this broadcast are those of the participants of the program and are not necessarily the ideas, views, and opinions of the BBM Global Network Company.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.